Yes, welcome back to um, Morning Glory. Later on the show with Liam Alexander, we have got uh, we've got Mad Max Fury Road uh, for Movie of the Week. And have a think about this, people. Um, what is the best? What are the best and worst reboots in movie history? I tell you what, I had a look at the list. Uh, there's some good ones, but my God, there's just a, an array of complete and utter bludgers. It's time, people, for Webster. Never thought forever was the best I could do. Yes, this morning, assaulted by a couple of roid heads, but he's here, people. Uh, <laughs> Webby, what is sitting on your plate that you want to share with us? <laughs> oh. And I mean that the nicest mm, possible lettuce. way. Are you fat-shaming me now? <laughs> Calamare. Fat, you're fat-shaming me now. No, I'm not, mate. We no. all pick on the fat kid, don't we? No. Um, our illustrious leader, Peter Volandis, <laughs> he's, been, he's been a little energiser bunny this week. He's been everywhere in the, in the papers. But he said something very interesting last Friday at the uh, Cowboys season launch. He was interviewed by Danny Kamason. He was talking about all the great things that the NRL's done on his watch, including the six-to-go rule. And he made a really interesting comment. He said, would Jonathan Thurston have been a better player if he'd played under Volandis' set restart rule? Furthermore, he said Nathan Cleary... Would, have, um, would he have done the heroics that he did in the last 20 minutes of last year's grand final, if not for mm. the six-to-go rule, which I thought was a quite an interesting thing to explore. Um, I spoke to JT, and JT said he def- he thought about it. He said, but his first inclination when, when Volandi said it, he, JT was in the crowd, was imagine Matty Bowen <laughs> oh, <laughs> under the six-to-go rule. Think about mm. him yesterday. And the oh, other, God, and, and, but, but Penrith didn't take it as well. They didn't say anything publicly, but there's only one set restart um, in that grand final. It was Herbie Farnworth in the last four minutes. And, and, and on the first tackle from the dropout that, um, that, uh, that Nathan scored the match-winning try from. So I wanted to open it up. Yeah. What do you think? It's a, is, is it, has it made the game vastly better? Vastly better, in my opinion, and vastly better for playmakers mm. because when you're a playmaker, fatigue is gold. So game opens up, big guys are vulnerable. Uh, interesting when you talk about playmakers. Thurston, I have got no doubt, would be a better player because what you get with the six again rule is you've got to play more reactive football. The game's quicker. When there's fatigue in the game, the game actually accelerates because there's less wrestle in the rucks. Mm. And apart from what I mean by... Uh, reactive football is that you are not getting set starts so it suits Thurston because Thurston was the guy who could say to his forwards just roll forward for me and he could pick a team apart just by an instantaneous call or just a moment of brilliance now a player he might not have suited as much six general is Cooper Cronk because Cooper was the guy who was very strategic all of a sudden there's a penalty to the Melbourne Storm or the Roosters what he does, he walks around to his team and says, righto, this is how we're going to build this set of six. Kick it in touch, and you've got a choreographed set of six. So as a general rule, I would say that six again rule, because it's faster, helps playmakers. But different type different playmakers, playmakers, playmakers more than others. Yeah. JT said an interesting thing to me, because... Uh, because Peter and the NRL like to say, we've eradicated wrestling from the game. Well, that's not right. You know, you still and you say, never will. You never will. And you've got the three. And But I said to JT and I were talking and he said, I said, you know, you still see the three plays in the tackle, the two up top, the one down the bottom. And he, he said, but the thing is now, if those three get a set restart against them, you go at them again. Mm-hmm. 
you go go yeah. go at those three players again, and then yeah. you play off the back of that. And I thought that was an interesting point to make. I'll just make one more point, boys, here. And what's really important? Why I really respect the NRL and uh, and Peter and uh, you know people who the committee who, you know tinkering and talking about rule changes is they've continued to keep the attack ahead of the defence. Now, what starts to happen? The what you start to hear a lot from commentators when the game starts to feed, uh, speed up is they start to say, hang on a second, we've taken all the rights away from the defensive side. Well, do you know what? There's not one side that defends for 80 minutes and the other. Too bad. Yeah. If it's if it's advantage attack, well, guess what? Too bad. I go back to, at the moment, the game has never been better. I want to go back to a season where I, I thought the game where you go, okay, the game has found itself and... It was just booming. Was the year the Tigers won it in two thousand five? Yeah. It was a season that was attack bias, mm. uh, and hence the reason why probably the two best attacking sides that year, the Cowboys and the Tigers, made the grand final. Now at the end of that season, all the coaches got together with the NRL, and the NRL at that point wasn't under as strong a leadership, and they went to, and they said, okay. And it was Wayne in particular, I believe, that said, we have ventured too far away. We have taken all the rights away from the defensive side. We've got to scale it back. They did scale it back. Brisbane won the comp the next year. (laughs) Now, what that was is the game was scaled back and it actually started to be, once again, more defence orientated. And it's only really since the six again rule that we've certainly really seen it open up and been as good as it was in 2005. Yeah, I think a really good uh, example of why... People think the six again rule changed the game, and you could, to a degree, it changed the game. But I actually think it's just made it, taken it back to its more pure form. Mm. Uh, the six mm. again rule, because even if there is three people in the tackle and one around the legs, players are jumping up way quicker because they don't want to yep. be caught in the you know, the washing machine of, of the ruck. But I think a really good team that you know exemplifies the six again rule is when you watch the Brisbane Broncos today. What do they remind you of? Ninety, ninety eight, nine, early two thousand Broncos. Just that free flowing um, footy. And I think that's all because of the six-again rule. Yeah. Um, they have really low completion, so they're, they're chancing their arm, and they're attacking from anywhere on the field. And I think but, that they're yeah, advantage. And I'll tell you why it suits Penrith and Nathan Cleary is because with the games being sped up, and I found this when I went to England. When I had my year in England, it really shocked me how quick the game was because there's less emphasis on defence and there was basically no wrestling. And what really shocked me, the speed of the game meant that you couldn't play NRL style which was at that point, which was, hey, boys, give me a couple to the far post and we'll come back because the game was flowing so quickly. It's what is happening right now. It's why you see a lot of structured size. And I think what you're seeing with the Roosters and the Roosters have got off to slow starts is they like to play a structured game. And the way that the game has changed hasn't suited them. It suits Penrith because although Penrith play a structured game, you've got all these blokes who've been together for a long period of time. And... The combinations were forged. They all know, you know, the calls. They know they communicate so well together, and so they can play fast. I they think, don't need time to yeah, set up. Exactly. And I think also, you look at that forward pack. Obviously, Leota and Fish Harris are big boys, but they're like very fast and explosive forwards. So yeah. that roll on is super yeah. quick. Whereas you quick look at some other, for, yeah. yeah. Whereas some other forward packs, they're a little bit bigger in size. But they're almost the play. The ball's not even yeah. worth the extra post contact. And you've got back get. rowers there who are protecting the big blokes anyway. With you know, you've got Sorensen, uh, and you've got uh, guys like you know, Martin mm. and so on, and, and a little bloke in the middle like Mitch Kenny, who are just mate. They're hound dogs. They'll yeah. just they'll chase anything down and tackle anything. So it sort of absorbs a little bit of pressure the big guys are under. Now Vegas Webby. Vegas, there's momentum. So they've, they've, they're over thirty thousand ticket sales. 
I spoke to Andrew Wabdo yesterday and he said for weeks and weeks his um, his anxiety levels have been through the roof and he said, but it's finally been overtaken by excitement. Excitement. And it's like Vegas Christmas. Hey. Vegas. <laughs> so I, I feel like... It's snowing. <laughs> so Webby, I said to Ben this morning, there's like an iron curtain as far as the media and I think all the fans and everything that it's Vegas... And then what happens after that? No one's actually thinking <laughs> no, about no, it. Yeah. Is there a competition after that? Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I just feel like there's like it's it's in classic rugby league style. It's all coming together right at the last minute. There's been a real run for people wanting to go over there and tickets bought. So it's looking like it's. I'm, I, are you excited? I'm very excited. Yeah. Look, I wasn't ex- as excited as I was the first time we went over because yeah. we sort of. That was As you a, saw that in a, that, uh, would you call it documentary, Ben, <laughs> that Ben put together? It was documentary, mockumentary, I'm not sure. Expose. 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 Yeah. It was described by our, um, our boss at Fox Sports as great stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> and he meant that as a compliment. So I'm going to take it. Thank you, Crawls. Yeah, take it. My old man said, he watched it and said, were you, uh, were you behaving like that at all over there? And I said, no, I was not behaving like that over well, there at all. Well, people, my my tea, Ben, you, you did a marvellous jo- job with the edit. Because I'm laying in bed going, I can't watch this with the family. I don't, I don't know. And literally he's holding my breath. And all, I heard, and all I heard was laughter. And Trish come in and I said, what did you... Now, I was expecting... You look blind, you look blind drunk the whole time you're on there, which I was. Uh, <laughs> or something that worse. So what else did you do there? And, but she came in and she said... I said, what did you think? She said, I loved it. She said, because it showcased how much you blokes like each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Very true. I got a lovely yeah. message from uh, Not Body, so much Body Highmarsh saying, I'm on the ground laughing just after her husband had done a strip tease. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he does the little, the big slut drop pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That looked like someone who's done that before. <laughs> he's, I tell he's, you what, he's well, he's well weighted. <laughs> he, he's hey, got a lot of swing. He commits. He commits. <laughs> he commits. He was nervous though. It was funny. There was like Gordy getting on that ride. He was like, oh. he was like going a shade of white, and even Hindy, even though he had the spray tan on, he went a shade of white before he went on the stage. Oh man, what about that? But that, but it's true. He, like we thought he was going to come out and just shake it for two seconds, then run off, and that's all we needed from him. Yeah. But he came out <laughs> and he went. You want a that show? Was his boys? Moment. That was his moment. I'll give you a show. What, yeah. what about the raging bull? When uh, the raging bull said, oh, "I can't, can't do this," I, and he was on there and he's saying to the bloke. Uh, Oh, mate, I can't get it across. And the, all the fella had to say, okay, I've done a bit of trouble get, clicking this in. And Gordon went, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. And then when it finished, he goes, see, I didn't miss out on anything. Yeah. Because I couldn't. He's going, I couldn't get it in. See? I, yeah. Oh, Queen, no, Queenslander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what about your uh, face <laughs> sitting on that ride? <laughs> no, and I'm going to actually start dry heaving just thinking of you dry heaving. I, I, just, I just wish that we... For everyone out there that saw that, we we cut probably a good five minutes out of Matthew oh. with his head in a garbage bin yeah. at the end of that ride. Yeah. Young American children watching a TV icon <laughs> vomit into a garbage <laughs> bin. And then Hindy vomiting yeah, after um, watching me vomit. Yeah, because he's a sympathetic vomiter. Can I just give a, a bit of – just something to all the blokes out there that are driving, all the tradies and oh, I don't know, lawyers, whatever you might be, doctors, nurses, anyway. <sighs> There's an old saying, you remember you get there sometimes with your wife or your girlfriend and they'll get there sometimes and they'll say, oh, you know, it'll be a little thing, like where you been? And so I've been that, and then they find out you haven't done it. And they'll say, why do you lie? I know I say, to keep the peace. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the peace. Well, I've actually swung off. So, okay, 
I said to recently, I said to Trish about six months ago, I'll tell you the full truth of everything I get <laughs> get up to. And please, not that much. What I do, whether I go down the pub or whatever and have a slap on the pokies or lose money on the punt, I'll tell you everything if you can accept the truth. <laughs> well, she came in and she went, now, all the vomiting. Are you really scared of heights? I said, Trish, I was extremely hungover. I got home at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and she said, what were you doing? I said, I can't remember. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Beak's best bit coming up. Uh.